to another episode of the Midnight Hour. This one's going to be a little interesting, a little different. Um, first up, we're going to talk about a couple things that's going to go on for the next couple of episodes for the regular Chaos by Design podcast, and then we're going to um, dive into some topics about the things I would like to talk about for today. Um, so for the next episode, it's taking a little longer to get together because I'm trying to get so much research, but it will be a very supernatural episode. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but we're going to dive into sleep paralysis and nightmares and things like that. After that episode's over, we're going to go into some creative masters uh, there. One's alive still, one has uh, sadly passed, um, I believe, about a year ago now. And these are the creators of Lupin Third and Golgo 13, and just the creative passion that they have and had to create the worlds that they did, or the worlds that they were able to make consistently live on while they either pass the torch or you know give to other readers it's a it'll be a good topic to discuss and after that episode's over we're going to go into um a little bit of a different territory we're going to look into some Japanese mythology and how that plays on some video games and stuff like that. So yeah, this week, um, I want to talk about what's going on. At least it's, it's a big issue in the Western market than it is in the anywhere else that I've noticed. And it's strange because it's only in the Western. Like, some things they get brought over here have to be censored for the reasons that even I don't understand too much. It's as if the the censorship is based on people who find the certain things to be triggering. And the people that find the things to be triggering don't really play the games. And if they do play the games, they're not being triggered by whatever they see. They're enjoying the game and I say that only because I've noticed a trend where people will go up in arms to find a reason to hate said game or said comic or anime or whatever they find a reason to hate it get people to jump on that bandwagon with them and then they never pick it up they succeeded in what they wanted to do which was get people's attention get people to change their mind and get people to do what they wanted them to do and then don't even worry about it after that and I have a few examples for you today that I'm going to go into and some of these I feel have been uh, a bit in the works for a while this is coming from you know studios like Marvel um, EA Bioware it's even you know it's not even just going to go into 
that we're even going to go into like DC comics and stuff too. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and just throw it all in there because this is about not just this is it's it's weird to me. It, it uh, I want to I don't know the best way to describe it really, but it's like reverse sexism. Now there's sexism and misogyny that exists, and then there's reverse sexism and misogyny that exists. And I'm about to explain to you what I'm talking about. So I noticed um, in Marvel Comics, uh, a lot of their female superheroes now, and even their male superheroes now, have completely changed. And these are legacy characters that are have changed. Now, when I say legacy characters, I mean characters that have stood the test of time and they haven't been canceled or they haven't been um, put in the, the backwater to you know just basically exist until they need them again. These are from the original X-Men to She-Hulk to the Hulk to just anybody. And we're first gonna talk about She-Hulk. And this is gonna, it irritates me really that when people were upset about what I'm about to talk about, that the people that cheered it on decided to call people Nazis or that they don't know better or wish death on their family for no reason whatsoever. And that's not right. But people do it every time and it's, it's so bad. So, She-Hulk, She-Hulk was created in the 1980s by Stanley and John Bushima. Now, when She-Hulk was created, she was created based off of Bruce Banner's blood. She, he gave her her blood, or sorry, excuse me, he gave her his blood in a transfusion because he was the only one who was able to give her blood. And he was hoping that the radiation wouldn't get to her, but it did. Now, Bruce Banner is a bit of a brute, and he has reason for it. All the abuse he had and anger issues and stuff like that, that makes him be the brute that he is. And, you know, over the years, he's had different forms of himself where he's able to control it or manifest it or whatever he needs to to be the Hulk. But She-Hulk, on the other hand, she was able to keep her brains which is, you know, she was she didn't turn into like a walking, talking, can't talk brute. She was all the brains and all the strength. She felt like she was more of herself than anything else. And she was more comfortable in her skin, even though her skin had turned green and she had, you know, she had gotten taller and she had this immense amount of strength like super immense amount of strength. And she was a lawyer. And, you know, throughout the comics, sure, she's like, they've, they've tried to play with her character a bit, giving her like uh, fourth wall breaking stuff and, you know, some comedy here and there, but also making her a very lively and powerful superhero. Now, over the years, Especially in the 2000s, I want to say around 2010, 
or late 2010s, they started to change her character. They wanted to make her look more brutish. And I remember specifically, apparently there was a line in a comic where she was mad at the Hulk because he was tall, taller, and he had, uh, he didn't have the talk like he, you know, he'd be like Hulk smash. And apparently that got to her because he was this way and she felt like she couldn't be that way and she wanted to be like him. But the thing is, he didn't ask for that. It was, he is the way he is because of his anger. She has all his strengths. She has all of his powers. She just kept her brain. But the writers don't see it that way and changed her, made her more, you know, muscular than she was and acted as if that was some sort of way to make her seem like she was stronger, but she was already stronger. And then recently, I guess in this uh, Phoenix book now, they made her even more look like a man than a woman. And I do not understand the concept of why. It seems as if they, they're they making She-Hulk look less like herself and more like a man to say that, hey, she's now a man or she's now like her, her uh, cousin, Bruce Banner. And so now she's stronger than ever. But in, in hindsight, that's not really the case. That it's just... It's appeasing an audience that's not buying the book. These people will see the pictures online, applaud it, and then go about their way. And I, the reason why I know this is because I've been looking at the comic market for when you, for when people buy and you know trade in their comics and stuff like that. And the thing is, like for instance, a good example would be Captain Marvel. People would applaud the Captain Marvel comic books online. They would be like, oh, great, this is cool, blah, 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 blah. And you'd see somewhere like 64,000, maybe 74,000 likes. Okay, likes do not make money. They don't. No matter what anyone says, likes are not money. But those likes are what people think is going to bring in the money. Then you look at the sales, 13,000 in one month, 32,000 another month. The lowest I've seen it go is 5,000 in one month. That's bad. Those people aren't buying the books, but yet they, they go to these people thinking that that's what people want. The same thing's happening to She-Hulk. The same thing's happening to other characters. I'm, this is just one example. I'm going into multiple examples here, not just on She-Hulk, but on other things. And in a way, it's kind of like reverse sexism. And I say reverse sexism because they're trying to transform her into more of a thing that people, that they think that people want to see. Now, the writer is male. I think that matters, but it, it, it does for this. And I'll explain why later. And thinks that this is what people want to see because this is how people act online. And I'm bringing this up because the next example 
which doesn't have to deal with, you know, a woman transforming slowly into basically a man, but not it's not even transitioning or anything like that. It's just the way that they're drawing them. This is now a camera issue, which I find confusing. But so let's look at Mass Effect recently, the Mass Effect or Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition. Okay, first off, they say the DLC for the first game is is messed up. I get that code and stuff. It happens all the time. Then they say, oh, well, we're going to change this because of the male gaze. I'm sorry. There's, they say that it's the men that are looking at the button that women feels uncomfortable, but the man is the one who's saying that women feel uncomfortable, not the women saying that they feel uncomfortable. How does that make any sense? And then you have women trying to say that they like the the butt shot. They don't care. They have no problem with it. And then you'll have a few minorities say that they have a problem with it and they thank them for the change. And it's and it, the voice is always a guy. I've noticed it's not. It's never a woman that makes the change or that has a problem with it. It's always the guy, and it's like he has to feel like he has to do this because he needs the points. What? It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I'm so baffled by these choices, not just in the game, but in the comic books as well. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch sides a bit, and we're gonna talk about how they change male characters into basically cowards almost um batman i am a diehard batman fan like a huge and i stopped being one for a while because of this author whose name i will not reveal just like i didn't reveal she hulks because whatever but anyway they decided to make him marry Catwoman, which that was a cool idea. I mean, they've been around forever. Why not? Right. However, however, they belittled Batman. And when I say belittled them, I mean, they made him less of the Batman. He was and had Catwoman save the day. Like he was so dependent on her that he couldn't do anything for himself. He was no longer a person. And they didn't explain it in a way that would explain that. Like, they didn't break him. They didn't mentally disarm him or anything like that. They didn't do anything. Like, like if you did something like that, if you mentally broke someone and you were trying to heal them, that I could understand. That's not what happened. They basically just changed his persona overnight. It blows my mind that people were okay with this it's like they they had no no reason not to be it was like they're like oh this is great he's a great author and this is a great story but then he does it again not with batman but with mr terrific and then adam strange and what he does is he belittles the men to basically have to rely on their partner or you know their spouse or girlfriend or whatever in their book and become shells of their former selves with no explanation 
Now, I'll admit Mr. Terrific was actually a decent book for a time. But after the eighth issue, and this is a 12-issue miniseries, it started repeating itself, and it started breaking to the point to where it made no sense. Like, I was hoping for something good, and instead what we received was just this story of not a story. Like, it never happened. And it just makes you go, why? What was what was the point of all that buildup? You could have told a story about something not happening within four issues. Maybe even two. Now, I remember when as a as a kid, I think it was like two thousand that'd be two thousand four, two thousand seven. Anyway, there was a Superman comic book. And this was interesting. This was called Superman Godfall. And it was done by one of my favorite artists the late Michael Turner and in the book he Superman is uh, trapped in a world where everything is perfect he's on Krypton he's wearing a Superman armor it's really really awesome suit but he's wearing this armor he doesn't have powers and he's driving a motorcycle and he's married to a woman that's like an alien not Lois Lane But on the other side, Lois Lane is looking for Superman. And she's trying to figure out what happened to Superman. And Superman's seeing this world that he's in fall apart. And he's just trying to figure out what's going on. And eventually he finds out that he's being, you know, mind controlled or in like this mind warp. And he has to get out of it. And the whole entire time he's thinking that the world that he's in is real but he finds out that it's not and it's just but it's it's two issues and it's just so moving like you can see the amount of craftsmanship in that book and i remember it plain as day even now as an adult i remember what happened in that book and you know stories like that that make more sense to me like it's Stories where people, if you're going to have someone go through or feel like they're going through an ordeal, they always find a way to rise above it. That's what comic books have always been about. And for superheroes, that they, if they are in trouble, if they are in a situation that involves them find, finding some sort of way to escape, eventually they find what they need or they find their way. And... It seems like now, uh, not every comic, I'm not saying this is every comic, but a lot of comics today are failing. And I don't understand the reason why. It's, It's as if people forget that superheroes are meant to uplift people and not to, um, go into a path that just upsets people and doesn't want people to buy their books and you have authors like that who understand this and you know they have come to terms with this and you know they they do what they need for their books but then you have the other ones who believe or not you know what it's not even just they believe the small minority of people that have the loudest voice also have people on their side in this in, in this industry. 
and it's it's become mass enough that you are blacklisted if you talk about it or if you don't agree with them what does that serve what purpose does that make to um, cease creative voices because you don't have an opinion or you don't have the same opinion I remember it's like four years ago even before that if you had an opinion if you had a different opinion you would talk about it you would discuss it you might not agree and that's okay not to agree you just move on share a beer or soda or whatever hell even go out and get burgers for all I care but you never blacklisted someone you just moved on and it seems like that's not the case anymore uh, another interesting thing is so I've noticed recently in video games even that female characters are drawn in a way or created in a way and this isn't all of them this isn't all of them this is mostly the western but they're created in a way where they almost look like their male counterparts that's not creating a female and you're, you're talking about a male gaze what about why do you think that it's always men that are looking like that's that's the other thing why is it always the man women are just as interested in looking at things too and to me that seems like it's sexism right there but what do I know I'm just the guy who tries to you know figure out what's going figure out the target audience of things the demographics the you know what people are interested in and go from there and create from there but at the same time you're not going to be able to please everyone but I think that the issue is that people try to please everyone and it's either corporate the you know the design build itself and you know falling into that bandwagon or not and it, you know people would discuss would you know blame QAnon which agreed QAnon was crazy but there are also other crazy ideologies out there you can't just blame one and not the other I don't care what group you fall in whether and I know that they have plenty of them but you try to pin this on everyone as if they are the if they don't believe in what you believe in then that's it they're gone they can't create anything in this world at least in this country unless they um, fall under under the line they get in line with you that makes no sense there was a time and I note that America has gone through multiple multiple versions of itself but there was a time when you could create whatever you created and still be okay now this isn't everything there are some things that draw the line clearly like you know 
racism or homophobia or you know just those things but i'm talking about specifically creating just general art or writing things do not have to be the same but yet we want them to be and that is where the confusion and today is where i'm confused because i always thought people wanted something different i always thought people wanted it doesn't mean the character had to be different. That means that the stories had to the stories had to be significant or be interesting to exist, not follow the same tropes and trends. But it varies and it different. And it's different for every medium. It's just it's bizarre to me because. People deserve the opportunity to express, if they have an idea, if they have this, you know, this world that they want to create, if they want to add to a world that already exists via DC or Marvel Comics, if they have the passion, if they have the, the right charisma to do it, by saying right charisma means that they know that they have to do a comic for 30 days a week, a month like they know that that's what they have to do and they want to do it they should have the right to do it they shouldn't have to fall under fall in line to not be able to create something now i get that some things like you know gore and horror and stuff like that they fall under different categories that's fine but there should be a window for everyone to create what they want to create marvel used to do it dc still does it sort of because I remember <laughs> I keep going back to my childhood but I, I, this is the best examples that I can come up with and I remember going to a comic shop one time and I, I bought two comics is it two exact comics okay one was Ghost Rider and it was a lithograph Ghost Rider I still have it and it's still good and one is a graphic novel of the Hulk Ant-Man and the Wasp and they're fighting they're not fighting Mephisto but they're fighting some sort of demon anyway so the Ghost Rider story it shows uh, Danny or not Danny yeah actually no it's a uh, yeah okay it's Johnny Blaze as he uh, metamorphosizes into Ghost Rider once again. He's he's in hell and he's just you know transforming into Ghost Rider again. And then you have his his brother, um, Danny Ketch, and he is now. This is back in like the nineties. So in this story, he was like he has like the cybernetic eye, and you know he's like he's gone through some things because the ghost writer when he was possessed no longer um like it damaged him pretty bad so danny kitch worked with the punisher in the comic and they you know found that uh johnny blaze was alive and they went to go and help him and they went on this you know crazy adventure to basically stop these demons from how trying to terrorize these people that you know danny and johnny cared about and it was really good. It was only 30 pages, but it was really, really good. And I remember specifically in that comic book, 
that um, they showed what happened to Johnny Blaze. Like they showed that he he lost his skin to become Ghost Rider. Maybe it, it might have been a little graphic, but you know it it proved that it showed its point. And not a lot of comics do that, especially now. You know that. But it was the thing. And then there was the the whole comic or the graphic novel that I was mentioning. This one was a little bit more painterly like the way it was stylized because it was a graphic novel but i remember specifically in this graphic novel there was a lot of like dark shit that was going on like you had the hulk uh transforming or being possessed and turning into a demon and he was more like a demonic hulk with like and almost vampiric i remember because i remember him like biting someone's neck (laughs) and i remember um wasp and ant-man trying to like fight this other demon alongside him but they couldn't do what the hulk could so they needed the hulk to do it but it was it proved its point and it showed it was a good story and it showed it it showed what it was and not it seems like every year and every season there's an event in these comics especially Marvel there's Marvel I know DC has some of theirs but it's not all the time theirs is always consistent with like a change in the comic lineup Marvel's is hey we're doing this thing for the season and it can be a Spider-Man it can be an X-Men it can be an Avengers it can be a universal thing like what they have right now with the King in Black and you know sometimes those are good Sometimes, but I, but it becomes so draining. Like, people don't want to have to buy multiple comics to enjoy a comic. Let alone do they not want to do that, but they also want the comics that they buy to have good work or a good story or, you know, things like that in them. And it, it doesn't happen as much anymore. It's like, I used to, I remember not even not that long ago, I used to buy comics once a week. Like, I would go to the store and spend $40 a week buying comics. And that was, that was around the time that DC had the New 52. That was when Marvel was around, you know, doing their thing. And, you know, I would spend graphic novels and stuff like that. And then there seemed to be like a change, I noticed. And it it could have been, and I, I know it did. It started around 2016 mostly. But there was like a huge change where stories were centered. And it could and it started slower even before that, where things just started being censored for no reason or would change for not a very good reason and i get that you know to succeed or to progress we have to evolve that is the thing you in order to progress in order to continue to succeed you have to evolve however a lot of things seem to be doing a devolve like a devolution that serves no purpose and it's not even just in comics it seems like it's people in general 
like with the like the minor voice is the one with the you know the <laughs> the minority is the one with the bigger voice the minority group of people with the bigger voice tend to have some sort of devolution within themselves I'm not saying that they're dumb that's not what I'm saying I'm saying that they have this ideology in their head that they think is right but not everyone agrees and not everyone's paying attention they might have so many people that might like their stuff on Twitter but nobody's buying and that's where this all falls apart you can't have something that you think is going to change the world if you change it for them because these people have their voice and they're making it loud and clear for you to hear and then you wonder why you're not selling why why your why your book is canceled why your game is canceled why your game's not selling why your movie isn't making profit there's so many things but people listen to what they want to listen to agree with who they want to agree with or they fall in line with the other people and I'm just going to go ahead and say it people like to be sheep I'm sorry but it's the truth if you can't think for yourself and you fall in line with other people because you think that that's going to either give you friends or whatever that makes you a sheep and a lot of people that have the, the with the smaller the you know the minority of people that have the bigger voice tend to fight themselves. I've noticed this too. They tend to go after each other when they don't agree with something that they say. There's another artist that I know of. Not I don't know them personally, and she created this work, and she was you know part of this group for a while, and she created an image of herself and she has a tan so she created her image with a tan they immediately said it was blackface they've done this before with other artists but she's the one i'm going to go with right now and people it doesn't (laughs) there's blackface and then there's people with different skin tone with different skin tones not everyone's going to have the same skin tone not everyone's going to be a certain you know color that people are going to agree with but the fact that the matter that all of a sudden someone has a tan and you immediately go straight to blackface that says something about you it does it doesn't even say anything about the person because they weren't even thinking it and then they have to apologize to the social media mob to even be accepted again why The only time I feel that people should apologize is if they hurt someone, they did something wrong, they know they did something wrong, they made a slip of any kind, and they disappointed people. You should not apologize for creating something that shouldn't shouldn't have caused all this problem in the first place.
guess my closing argument with all this is as creators as you know people who want to write draw act voice act whatever you should not feel like you have to demean yourselves into feeling like you have to fit into a mold that could implode at any minute because eventually companies that fall into this category of not um, of, of following the voice the small voice even they fall into that small voice and they think that that's what's or the loud voice with the minority group they think that they're going to that that's going to get them what they want or get them the attention that they need and eventually things start to crumble like <clears throat> last example Star Wars I used to love Star Wars <laughs> Um, you know, even though I liked the trilogy or the saga, the original six, my favorite, favorite stories were in the comics and a Nintendo 64 game. And it was, uh, I believe the comic was called Star Wars Legacy, I believe. And the game was Shadow of Empire, Shadows of the Empire. And the legacy comic dealt with a far in the future generation of Skywalker. And his name was Kate Skywalker, and he was like a space pirate. And eventually he became a Jedi, and then a Sith, and then back to a Jedi. And it was a really good story. And then you had uh, Shadows of the Empire, which dealt with, you know, um, remnants of the Empire and this, I forget the guy's name. But it was this huge storyline because it wasn't just a game. There was novels, there was comic books, there was this whole thing, right? And it was good. But now they're trying to do it again. And they called it the High Republic, which was odd because Knights of the Old Republic, and they're trying to say, oh, it's not Knights of the Old Republic. This is like 900 years or 600 years prior to the original Star Wars trilogy. Or, um,. You know, episode one. And that was odd to me because why? What's significant about the change there? Why can't you just say that it was just a Star Wars story that, or, you know, this part of the universe? You didn't have to call it the High Republic. You could have called it something else. And then they try to say it's a high fantasy and they gave all the characters these white robes to try to make them seem holier than thou. Okay what else you got then they came out with this other thing where they started showing the characters and the characters did not look great you had the I guess the main main protagonist this woman with blonde hair she looked like she was not like they said they spent thousands of time like like months to years of time on her but it didn't seem that way like the design did not and eventually they changed the design but the first like if you're gonna in my opinion, if you, if the design you say is that is what they're going to show and that's the first thing they show, you should have came out the gate with the second one, not the first one, but they didn't. 
and it goes for all their other characters but it's not just the characters it's the story too and some of the work that goes into this thing so like they have animations for this for this project and the animations is not even that great and you have like they had this other star wars thing a uh, clone wars animation it was like five minutes a piece and that was better than this and then you have other things too and like there was this thing where they had all the people in the high republic like a lot of the female characters were they would have like this face of anger and they would be like teenagers and all of a sudden they're all they're jedis immediately like they and then they cry because they're now a jedi that makes no sense but the guys in the comic book don't either have the um jedi powers or anything like that or they you know praise the female jedi or whatever it's weird it's really weird i i don't agree with that i think that there should be an equality in both sexes but i, I don't know i can't I can't speak for a company, especially when we're not a part of that said company. But it's just weird. A lot of the things, a lot of the tactics, a lot of the companies in America that are, you know, creating art and stuff like that for people, a lot of that is different now. It's strange. And I do not, I do not want that to be the future. I wasn't even born in the 80s, but I watched the cartoons from the 80s and they had realistic characters that have now devolved into characters that they are now. That's not saying all cartoons are like that. That's just saying that a majority of them are. Okay? Like, you have some good stuff like Avatar and Voltron and stuff like that. But then you have other things that all fall into this... They call it CalArts, but it's not CalArts. It's just... It's... Call it what it is. It's simplistic art style. And they all fall into the simplistic art art style to create um, cartoons. And the thing, I don't, it's like why it becomes, it loses its originality that way to me. Like there are some cartoons that, you know, have a simplistic art style. But it's their style. Like Hilda, for instance. I love Hilda. It's a great it's a great cartoon. It's a great cartoon. The style, the way that they do everything, it's great. But you have others that you you wonder why. It doesn't make any sense. Alright. Um I'm done talking about this topic. I have probably Warn your ear off about it by now, and yeah, this is it's all I have to say on the matter. Now, all midnight hour episodes are not like this; they are different at every time. It could be one topic, it could be multiple topics, it can be anything, really. And then you have the main show which is a central topic but i'd like to know what you think tell me what you think of you know comics or video games stuff like that and how it's changed and you know where it's gone and what you would like to see either evolve or you know disappear 
Um, you can reach the me at the email for the podcast at chaosbydesignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for joining me tonight. And I know it's not Saturday, but it is the weekend, and I apologize. I should have filmed this Friday, but I filmed it Saturday night. <laughs> but next one for sure Saturday. All right. Have a good day or evening or night. And I don't care what's going on in your life. I sincerely hope that you take care of yourself and that you be well.